Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's fall, y'all. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. He's on a vacation. Mm-hmm. He'll be back on Monday. Holly and I are hanging out with you for the rest of the week. Hey! And uh, Holly, it is fall, y'all. It is. And it, you're looking for some stuff. I am. 651 I need to do something that celebrates fall, and gosh darn it, I don't even know where to start. So I just felt like, surely there are other people who are in the same spot, where it's like, okay, so we can go apple picking, we can do all of these things, but I don't even know where to go. I don't know. You don't even know where to start. No, I do not. 651-641-1071. Holly needs to have a true fall experience. And she needs your ideas. What can she safely do to enjoy the onset of autumn? It's beautiful outside right now. Um, It is. Can I just nerd out for a hot second? Yes. It is breathtaking out there. And if you have 10 minutes of your day to get to a place with a lot of trees, preferably near water, preferably with a lot of nature around, um, do it. Because it's so beautiful it's gorgeous it's gorgeous out there i'm lucky enough and fortunate enough to be able to do a bike commute to work and it's along a body of water and the past few weeks have been magical but i know that the leaves are going to blow off the tree soon Mm -hmm. and then we're just going to be left with the stark ugliness of winter thank you so i would like to enjoy it is there a favorite activity you do or is there a place to go six five one six four one 1071 and Rob, whenever we have calls, feel free to just butt right in. Mary's on the phone. Perfect. Thank you for butting in. Yes. Mary, hello, Mary. What is the way that Holly could celebrate fall safely? Oh, heavens, Stillwater, Red Wing. Yes. Lake City. Yes. Mm -hmm. Lake City is a very, very small town and, you know, it's mainly boaters. Yep. But. If you are not looking to stay local, then go to the Santa Cruz Mountains in California. Oh, you speak my language, Mary. And if you really want to get, like, beautiful mountains, come down to North Carolina. I'm down in Charleston, but I'll meet you in in North Carolina, and Holly can stay with me. Oh, Oh, Mary, you're so sweet. 
And I bet it's just beautiful there. Oh, Thank you for your thanks, call, Mary. Mary. But no, she's right. Like those um, those river towns like Stillwater, like Red Wing are beautiful right now. Oh, I have never even heard of Lake oh. City before. And I'm on the Google.com and it looks lovely. It's beautiful. Um, You know, here's something you can do, I think, right now. I think people can enjoy this. Um, You know that they've drained the water from part of the Mississippi River. No. Do you know this? No. Um, actually, my husband just sent me a picture of him standing in the riverbed today because they're they're doing it to clean up some of the riverbed, but also, I think, to study the riverbed. Nice. And so parts of the Mississippi in Minneapolis, um, I just want to get this right because I'm totally making it up right now, but I know that it's true. Um, hold on. Um, yes. So this is a rare thing. They did a drawdown near like the Stone Arch Bridge. In Minneapolis. Yep, in Minneapolis. And you can literally walk in the riverbed. That Isn't is awesome. that kind of cool? What so that's kind of- not a normal thing that you get to do, but you can do it right now if you want. Totally. All yeah. Right. We have Carla on the phone. Hello, Carla. Carla, help Holly out. She needs to get out of her activity rut and celebrate fall. Great. Have you ever been to Franconia Sculpture Garden? I have not. It's so cool. Please, I'm with you, Carla. Please Everybody tell me. Go. So you go up 35 to um, 8, take 8 like you're going to Red Wing, mm-hmm. and right at 95, you'll turn right, and you'll see it beforehand. It's this gorgeous sculpture park, huge sculptures. And it's beautiful, and the trees are beautiful, and then you get back on 8 and go down to Red Wing, or go down to Stillwater, sorry, Stillwater, not Red Wing, mm-hmm. um, or Taylor's Falls. Man, I shouldn't have called Taylor's Falls. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Mary, I, or, no, Mary, <laughs> sorry, Carla, Carla. From Chicago. Chica- <laughs> Carla from Chicago. I have driven by this sculpture park, so. Yeah, it's the coolest. What is the deal with the Franconia Sculpture Park? I have seen this off of the side of the road on Highway 8, and I wonder what the heck is going on there. It looks crazy. I don't have time to stop. What's the deal? It is the best place to go right now because everything is social distancing, even though there's some idiots that don't wear masks. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um we oh, anyway, it has huge, gorgeous sculptures, interesting sculptures, amazing things that are just fill your heart and mind with song. It's They're awesome. Wonderful. I love it. Thank you, Carla, for that suggestion. That is a great one. And it is like a beautiful time because you not only get the beauty of the drive there um, and you are near water. Like like Carla said, it's near Taylor's Falls. So it's just beautiful. But also you get like a little injection of art. You get to like, you know, look at and she said she's right. It's social distance. Like all of the art is pretty far apart. I didn't it's realize that this art. was something that you could actually go to because yeah. I, I've i driven by it a yeah. lot. And I just thought it was somebody's private sculpture collection yeah. and they just needed a place out in the country to keep it. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a fun thing that you could do uh, over the weekend to, to kind of enjoy the fall. 651-641-1071. What can Holly do to ring in the fall? We Megan did, is on the oh, phone. Oh, perfect. Let's go to Megan. Hello, Megan. Hi, guys. Hey. Um, I can I can second Lake City, but I was also gonna um, recommend the Minnesota Landscape Arbor, Arboretum oh, yeah. in Chaska. Um, you just have to set up a reservation, and there's a small fee to get inside. But my friend and I went there uh, this past Sunday. It was just simply glorious. 
there are lots of people about, but it's pretty easy to keep your spacing. Um, just it's just beautiful. They have some like Halloween, Halloweeny kind of fall stuff, like decorations and scarecrows and gourds and pumpkins and. It's beautiful. I love it. Thank you for that suggestion. Nice. Um, and then we did get an email that I just, or a, a, a message that I wanted to share with you from Becky, who said Diamond Bluff and Red Wing are Afton apple orchards. They have all the amenities of fall. Hay rides, apples, animals, etc. So, I mean, you got to get some apples somewhere. Yes. And then yes. make some apple stuff because <laughs> that's fall. Do we have time to talk to Mrs. Bunny? Let's do it. Hello, Mrs. Bunny. Hello, Colleen. Mrs. Bunny, what can Holly do to celebrate autumn? Well, we, Mr. Bunny and I are doing this this weekend. I found online a, a route through kind of south-central Minnesota where you stop and see all of these little waterfalls. Oh, I love this. So there's like 11 of them on the route. You're supposed to be able to do it in like six hours, but we're making it two days. Oh, fun. You know, and, and because we don't walk as fast as you young folks oh, do. You are so funny. <laughs> um, hey, can I also tell you a quick story regarding something you talked about a couple of days sure. ago about the PDA? Yeah. Okay. So back when the kids were littler, we were, we were not hesitant to show affection to each other in front of them. They should know that their parents love each other. Never quite got to the point of being, you know, a full-on sex education. Good. <laughs> but our, our daughter, Ducky, would, when she would see us, like, in the kitchen and we'd be standing and we'd give each other a kiss or something, she was like, ew. <laughs> and so about six months before she turned 16, Mr. Bunny was in a store and he found a birthday card that he bought for her and gave to her 16, six months later for her 16th birthday. On the front of it, it said, Happy Proof Your Parents Had Sex Day. <gasps> oh, ah! Mr. Bunny! <laughs> and, and when you opened it up, it said, Ew! Ah! I love that! I hope that she kept that forever. You know, the last time we moved her, which was about two years ago, so this was like 12 years after he gave it to her, she still had it. I love it. Oh. That is so great. Mrs. Bunny, have a wonderful day and have a wonderful trip. Enjoy all those beautiful waterfalls. Thank you for sharing that. That's gorgeous. Um, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to revisit uh, the Royals and uh, talk about all the things that they try to bury. There's another story recently of another story that they're trying to bury. We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, we got to get royal here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. He's on a vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yes. And the Royals have presented an opportunity for us to speak of them yet again. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day. Oh, well, they can be douchebags yeah. for sure. We're going to get to more D-bags in uh, the next segment, <laughs> but but we can D-bag them right now. Why not? All right. <laughs> let's, let's pack them up and uh, get going. Here we go. I have a little... Why is this not come on? There we there go. There we go. Set the in mood. the mood. Pip, pip, cheerio. cheerio. Let's have our clotted cream and mm. scones. This clotted cream just sounds so gross. It's so good, though. Well, I know it tastes good, but I just, the word clot does not make me feel excited. That's true. And anyway, also, next. okay, I'm not going to, I was going to get real disgusting. But and we're not going to, thank you. But I'm not. 
You're welcome. Thank you. We have the story that we need to talk about that we talked about a couple of years ago, but now we're getting confirmation about the truth. Okay. That Princess Beatrice did slice Ed Sheeran with a sword while they were having a drunken party. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so when we first learned of this, it was sort of this like rumor, but nobody would really tell the whole story. Well, we can see the scar on Ed Sheeran's cheek. So yeah. let us go back to a simpler time. That simpler time? Any time before 2020. Yes, in 2017. So a new interview with The Telegraph is revealing that Ed Sheeran's longtime manager is shedding light on what really happened. He's calling Princess Beatrice an idiot. Oh, oh, hey now. (laughs) He's not mincing words. So the story goes like this. Princess Beatrice, Ed Sheeran, and James Blunt were getting drunk at the Royal Lodge of Windsor which is the home to Prince Andrew. Stick a pin in that. Thank you. James Blunt joked that he wanted to get knighted, and Beatrice grabbed a sword from the wall because that's what the kind of decoration... That's what you do when you live in a palace. Right. It's not like it's that guy who went to the sharper image and bought that sword that he thought was really cool. <laughs> this, is the real, this is the real deal. So... James Blunt wanted to get knighted, so Beatrice grabbed the sword, not realizing that Ed was standing nearby because they were drunk. And she said the words, Arise, Sir James! Beatrice swung the sword back and accidentally struck Ed Sheeran's face. She was inconsolable after the incident. Ed was taken to the hospital. He got stitches and had a scar sometime after that. We could see it on stage a few months after this. Mm-hmm. But wait... There's more. That was just the story. So that's what really happened. It's what happened after the story that I feel like, oh, okay, the D-bag of the day does apply to the story a little bit. So Ed Sheeran's uh, manager says that the Royals wanted to sweep all of this under the rug. He said, I got quite protective over that, explaining that he got a call. The manager got a call from Buckingham Palace. Because they didn't want to publicly comment on it. And then they're like, oh, you should lie and say it wasn't her and say it was somebody else. So they're actively telling Ed Sheeran's manager to lie. to lie. And he said, well, we're not telling anyone anything. And I'm not lying just because somebody's a idiot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and apparently... They never heard from the royal family again. again. Okay, so I am not surprised at all by this story because, I mean, I think they have a long history, first of all, of trying to bury stories. Hello, Harry. Right? That is mild in comparison to, who did I stick a pin in? Oh, Randy Andy. Good old dad to Beatrice. Like, you have no... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We have no idea the level to which the palace probably has gotten in the way of us learning real true stories about Prince Andrew. And, I mean, some of them completely ridiculous right like i think about a similar story having to do with prince andrew that is not by any stretch the worst story there is about prince andrew the toe sucking oh no that's disgusting (laughs) no i was thinking i was actually thinking about the time that he brought Ghislaine maxwell and um i think it was jeffrey epstein to the palace and they were like Making a show of sitting on the throne. Oh, it was Kevin Spacey. Oh, it was Kevin Spacey. Somebody else completely nasty, right? Yes. And he's traipsing them around the palace, which just, like, is there any more, um, like, princey story ever? Like, you know, this idea of this, like, prince who wants everybody to know how important he is so he invites his most important famous friends over and he's like hey you guys want to sit in the throne i'll let you sit in the throne you can take a picture you know it's like that is not actual princely behavior it's so juvenile it's so juvenile which is so prince andrew so is it any and it's like it's always the I'm going to say the words that I, and it sounds rude, but I don't mean it to be rude, but the lesser Royals. Well, because they don't have anything to do. Yeah. Like you officially, don't, you don't hear stories like that. And it's not because there aren't any, I know that there has been probably plenty of trying to cover stories for Prince William, yes. but you don't hear stories like that about Prince William inviting his famous friends to the castle so that he can knight them or let them sit in the thrones. Well, it's right? like the Godfather, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Corleone is the Godfather. There can only be one. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, poor Fredo over here yeah. is just managing Mickey Mouse nightclubs and Fredo, he's smart. <laughs> Pay attention to him. So basically what we are, I'm coming to the conclusion that Prince Andrew is the Fredo of the British royal family, except I feel like that is giving him too much because Fredo is one of my beloved cinematic Mm. tragic characters. Prince Andrew is just nasty. He's not our favorite at all. Smart. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, now we'll tell you about some more D-Bags after this. Celebrities behaving badly on My Talk 1071. All right, uh, we've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers off. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yes. And we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. And the name is D-Bags. Holly, who is your D-Bag? My D-Bag today is Jay Cutler. Oh, 
do tell, do tell NFL star or former NFL star, Jay Cutler is my D-bag of the day. He is the soon-to-be ex-husband of Kristen Cavallari, the mm-hmm. former star of Very Cavallari. <laughs> Which, can we talk about that? I mean, that doesn't even rhyme. It should be Very Cavallari or Vari Cavallari. But Very Cavallari, it doesn't... Sorry. I just thank you for letting me work that out. I'm really sad that uh, she wasn't able to do some spawn con with Jay Cavarici jeans. <laughs> Cavallari in Cavarici. <laughs> Anyways. So, Jay Cutler is being a supportive, soon-to-be ex-spouse um, by sharing some positive uh, thoughts on Kristen Cavallari's new cookbook, which okay, stick a pin is weird. That. This is weird. Go on. Well, so, Jay Cutler, it was, by all means, the divorce between Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari was fairly contentious. But now we're getting this post on Jay Cutler's Instagram, and I believe this is in his Instagram stories. It's a photograph of the cover of the book, True Comfort, More Than 100 Cozy Recipes, Free of Gluten and Refined Sugar. He posts the following, I got mine for free, but it's, it is worth the price. <laughs> I mean, isn't that just such a, like... Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a dad joke. Yeah, thank you. Well done, Kristen Cavallari. He tagged her in the photo, and that's that. Okay, but there are several things. What happened? I don't know. Well, well, you know what happened, Colleen? What? This is classic publicationship moves. Because a couple of weeks ago, Kristen Cavallari, who I believe at one point in time said that she wanted privacy while she was divorcing Jay Cutler trotted out the divorce in order to publicize this new cookbook. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about it. Then, now, Jay Cutler, who, last time I checked, the narrative with Jay Cutler was that he deleted his Instagram account in August because he said, or a source told E! News, that he was over it and deleted his Instagram account. Well, and we had heard, the rumor that we had heard was that she had been running his Instagram account. Right. So then this leads me to believe another theory. Thank you for bringing that up, Colleen. Because now I'm putting the pieces of the puzzle together. What if this is just Kristen Cavallari pretending to be Jay Cutler, praising her for the release of her new cookbook. That's kind of where I was landing with the whole story. Yeah. Was that she revived his Instagram account to promote her own cookbook. So, in fact, Colleen, what also, this... Also, what the heck is in this cookbook? I don't know, because look at the cover. It, it It's giving me secondhand embarrassment that it's really awkward. Now, you, you would just look at this photo. It's called True Comfort. Oh. She has the 30-mile stare, and she's smiling. <laughs> And she's holding a bowl. That looks like it's photoshopped into her hands. Yes. Oh, it's so funny. Or if the, fo- the bowl isn't photoshopped. No, the, the, food, the food inside, inside it is. It looks oh. like it was clipped out of a Better Homes and Gardens and just sort of placed. So, just so. Oh, that's so, so funny. awkward for so for that reason. And also, I don't know who is looking to Kristen Cavallari for recipes. 
maybe maybe people are out there and so you know giving the benefit of the doubt maybe there are true Kristen Cavallari fans who are looking to make Photoshop pasta in the fashion of Kristen Cavallari reality star I you know here's the thing this is not her first cookbook Um, she also she's another one called true roots both of them are gluten dairy and refined sugar free recipes which uh, maybe just includes clipping pictures of food out of magazines and eating them. Oh, oh. Just kidding. But honestly, I, I I wonder if that isn't sort of, there is sort of a desert um, in cookbooks. Not desert. That's not true, especially not now. But that is kind of a hot way of eating right now. Well, she's filling a niche. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, good honor. Like, that's kind of brilliant to jump on that. However... Can I also ask, like, do you, we have cookbooks. I don't buy cookbooks anymore. No. I, my cookbook is Pinterest. Yes. And the internet. I like the idea of cookbooks. Right. In theory. In practice, I'm looking at the internet. Also, going back to the cover of True Comfort with Kristen Cavallari, she is making a bold statement and risk by wearing white all white with a red sauce with a red sauce pasta so it must be something magical inside this cookbook but we see what you're doing Kristen Cavallari you're pretending to be your soon to be ex-husband and interestingly you're trying to shift the narrative that this divorce is amicable that you guys have some kind of relationship going on i see you oh my gosh now i'm flipping through the I'm, oh my gosh, you can absolutely flip through a good portion of the cookbook on the Amazon website. And like there's fashion pictures of her on the front porch of a beautiful home with a large wicker basket full of fresh veggies just like brimming over the top in her high, her high suede boots and her short suede skirt with her long. I mean, it's just very, it's a whole style. It's Nobody just, does that. It's funny. Okay. But good for her. Uh-huh. Look at a couple of those. It's recipes. funny. Uh, so my D bag is, I don't even know. I think it's COVID. It's a mild D bag. It's like COVID slash Coachella right now. So the news today is that Coachella is probably going to be postponed for yet a third time. To which my question is, why do we keep giving dates to things? Let's just not. Let's just say it's postponed until we know when we can do things again. Because they've already rescheduled it. It was um, pushed back to October 9th through the 11th. And then it was pushed to the 16th through the 18th. And now they're like, yeah, we'll probably not be able to do it until April. Okay. And I'm thinking, how about we just say, like, we're not going to reschedule it right now. Don't worry. Coachella will come back when it's safe for things to come back. And just leave it. Because what it does is it creates a false hope. And then you feel sad all over again. I'm not going to Coachella. I don't actually, like, I don't have a oh, horse in this race. Really? I just bought you a flower crown, oh, Colleen. Man. It would look so cool on you. <laughs> I mean, I do love that area of the United States. Yes, uh, gorgeous. It's beautiful, um, but I don't like music festivals. So I'm not going to Coachella, but 
I just feel like let's not give false hope. Let's just say on hold, UFN. Let's just embrace. Until further notice. So what you're saying, Colleen, is that we should just embrace the unknown. The, the misery of ambiguity. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> because because honestly, like if you get it in your head like, oh, everything's going to be done by, you know, blank date. And then we can have Coachella and have all of our nice things back. I don't know. And then it has to get rescheduled again. It's just like re aggravating that wound of all the things we can't do right now remember when we thought we were going to be done with this like in two weeks i you know what i thought we were real now i think we were real cute at the beginning of all of this because i I do think everybody thought like we'll just kind of ride this thing out we'll do this thing for a little while and then everything will calm down and here we are still having to cancel concerts cancel coachella i don't actually care about coachella but but there are people who do, you know, and I think we don't know what is ahead of us. No. Although I will say that I appreciate the optimism, the, the optimism, because I would have said that until they were scheduled it twice. <laughs> That's true. It's just oh. I say this as a person who has been floundering in ambiguity. Yeah. Personally. Mm hmm. Where it's, I need to set some kind of date in the future, and even if the target moves, I'm willing to embrace that misery of disappointment. I can handle it. Yeah. I will follow the moving target. I will follow the flower crown of Coachella, wherever it may go. That being said, I'm like you, Colleen, and I do not want to go to a music festival. I need a bed, and I need a toilet. Yeah. And that's to all. enjoy it's my simple. music. That it's is simple, simple things. Simple. But I do love music, and I do understand that Coachella is a really big deal for some different acts, for the people who go to Coachella, and I want Coachella to continue because it is a big deal. But um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, you guys, yeah. Yeah, we're just not doing that stuff right now. Not gonna, not gonna, not gonna. I told you it was a mild D-bag, but I just, you know, there I, you know, I don't want to have to report that Coachella's been postponed again. It gets annoying. It just gets old. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um there is a movie that is threatening a reboot. <laughs> Did we ask for it? We'll find out what the movie is. We'll do a little reboot or get the boot when we come back on My Talk 1071. Well, it sounds like we're going to get a reboot of something we never asked for a reboot of. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. He's on a vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hi. And uh, when we talk reboots, uh, we get wind of a new reboot. We do a little thing called reboot or get the boot. Reboot or get the boot. What are we talking about? Well, we're definitely downwind of this this reboot. <laughs> Uh-oh. <sighs> so, da-da-da-da, get excited because Tyra Banks told Kelly Clarkson yesterday that she and actress Maria Bello are talking about making a sequel or a reboot to the 2000 movie Coyote Ugly. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so Bueller. Anybody? Anyone? Anybody? Anyone? Um. Oh, I have so many things. I have so many things. Well, let's start with one. Let's. That's a good plan. Let's start with just the news of Coyote Ugly. Um, because I've never actually watched the movie. I find it to be kind of. Um, what's the word? Dumb. <laughs> um yeah colleen uh-huh. sorry i mean i think i've watched maybe a Can't scene the one where they're stomping around on the bar like to me here's the plot of coyote ugly to me yes as one who does not know share it's actually based on a real bar in uh new york city no in manhattan city. it's and i can't remember the name of the actual bar but it's a bar where the barmaids who are all scantily clad women dance on the bar that is correct and the bar is actually called coyote ugly saloon oh it is okay Mm -hmm. so it's based on that bar and my guess is like it's a it's supposed to be some sort of female power movie maybe well female empowerment via jerry bruckheimer okay so not at all so it exploits (laughs) women and tells you it's about female power thank you thank you also isn't piper paraboo in it and what has happened to her to answer your question, yes. Piper Par is it Boo or Bo? Bo? Whatever. Piper Parabo. Parabo, you're right. Par- it's Parabo. Parabo. Whatever. Yeah, well, she's the star of Coyote Ugly. She plays the small town girl Violet who goes to New York City with a guitar in her hand and, and a, a song dream. in her heart and a dream. <laughs> and then she finds herself working at Coyote Ugly to make money while she's trying to make it as a singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And yeah. we don't know where she is now. She's around. Okay. I don't know what she's... Well, let's see. Piper Parabo has been in some stuff. Okay. That's what she's up to. Thank you. Cool. So but is it, she going to be in this new reboot? I don't think... Well, I don't think so Right as of right now because Tyra Banks was talking about it with Kelly Clarkson and she just indicated that herself, Tyra Banks... And one of the stars, Maria Bello, were talking about rebooting Coyote Ugly. Now, this could be a part of Tyra Banks' overall deal at ABC, because that's one of the things that comes with Tyra Banks hosting Dancing with the Stars. Mm. It's not only is she hosting Dancing with the Stars and she's serving as one of the executive producers, but I believe that part of that was an overall deal at ABC to develop new content, television shows, maybe made-for-TV movies, all sorts of other things. So Coyote Ugly would be an easy, natural fit to be a part of that production deal because we already know what Coyote Ugly is. When I say that phrase, even you, Colleen, who hasn't even seen the movie, you know you have an idea about what a Coyote Ugly means. Yeah, it's just girls in uh, Daisy Dukes and bras twerking on the bar. Yeah, and singing along to Liam Rhymes songs. Remember this one? a tv show we don't know oh gosh i no thank you but tyra's out there talking and saying that she wants to reboot it somehow no we don't know how the reboot is going to manifest itself but i ask you colleen is mm-hmm. this something that even needs to be rebooted no nobody asked for it <laughs> i mean I listen like uh, do 14 year old boys get excited about the idea of coyote ugly 
Reboot, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I loved what you said, Colleen, an observation that this is an idea of female empowerment cooked up by somebody who thinks that female empowerment is just dancing on the t- tabletop of a bar right. and shaking your boobies. Well, and like I, you know, I, I, I'm sure it's some sort of like, you know, uh, girl, like a celebration of female friendship and like, et cetera. And like, I, I'm not interested, but. I'm, so I'm going to say get the boot to this. Get the boot? Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, but can I get back? Cause, so I want to go back to Tyra Banks because the studio that I broadcast from uh, has a TV. And on that TV, the Kelly Clarkson show is on at some point while we're doing our show. Mm-hmm. And I looked up yesterday. I don't know if you remember me saying to you, oh, my gosh, Tyra Banks. I I think I figured out what I can't stand about her. Because she was on the Kelly Clarkson show. So I saw, she must have announced this yesterday. I was looking at it with my eyeballs, but not listening to what was going on. But I could see Tyra Banks talking to Kelly Clarkson. And this is the thing about, and I think you see it in such stark contrast, because Kelly Clarkson strikes me as such a genuine person. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not putting on, she's putting on a show but the show is the show and not her, her personality. Right. Tyra Banks is always in presenter mode. She always is doing that thing where she's overacting everything, but trying to pass it off as though it's her easy breezy personality. Mm-hmm. But it's always so severe. So there was this like, it just, it looked, I could see just by watching it that it was just so overly dramatic. And that's what I feel like anything she touches is going to have that kind of feel to it. It's going to be extra. Like it's going to take itself way too seriously. And yeah, it's going to be very extra. And that's what I feel with this Coyote Ugly thing is that if she's at the helm of it, it probably will try to have more of a female empowerment bent to it. Which honestly... If we're going to be doing this coyote thing, ugly thing, if we're going to be rebooting this movie, sure, okay. My main beef with this reboot of Coyote Ugly, which, by the way, I have not weighed in, I am saying get the boot on this. Ta-da! Ta-da! Is that a lot of time has passed since the original Coyote Ugly. Yeah. It's been 20 years. Mm -hmm. We've moved on from the idea of Coyote Ugly Mm -hmm. into some other places that I feel like maybe rebooting this movie won't necessarily serve a purpose in, let's say, 2022 when we actually see it. Mm -hmm. You can go back and watch it and get maybe get some nostalgia tingles about it. If you liked the movie, it can bring you back to a time and a place. The only core thing that I can think about in this movie is that it has a pretty traditional archetype of Small town girl wants to make it big in the city. We've seen that story played out for decades. Mm -hmm. You can go back to silent movies. You can go back to something like 42nd Street. I mean, that's the thing. Like, small town people coming in. I'm going to come to big city. It's a played out trope. It is a trope. And so if, if, if all that Tyra Banks wants to do... It's make a new TV show or a movie based off of a well-worn trope and then slap the coyote ugly name on it. Welcome to 2020. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You are a savvy businesswoman. Well, yeah. And like in 2020, <laughs> anybody can make a show as it turns out. That's true. Right? Right. Right. Because that's what's happening is we've seen these um, multi, 
uh, project deals with people like Derek Huff, with people like Tyra Banks, with people like uh, Meghan Markle and Prince uh, Harry. You know, any old person can come up with some new entertainment. We will be entertainment is concerned. Asking for the report of the report on this one. Yes. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, seriously, what is your pizza order? 651-641-1071. That's it. Just like when you order pizza, what do you order? What's on your pizza? That's it. It's not hard. 651-641-1071. We'll talk about your pizza after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.